Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. We're taking over. Most high, make your confession of faith with me together. We're going to end our series already won. Say every battle, every problem, already won. Lift your Bible high. Let's make our confession of faith together. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet, in Jesus' name. I want you to go to this scripture. Now, this is going to be real good for us tonight. I want to focus on this. Second Chronicles 16. Second Chronicles 16. Second, not Corinthians. Chronicles. Chronicles. So this is the Old Testament. Chronicles. These are the Chronicles of the Kings. Second Chronicles 16 and verse number 9. And when you get this, I'm there, Bishop. If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. If you're just going to look on with your neighbor. Anybody else used to do that back in church when you, you know, do that? And, you know, like they call it Nahum. You'd be like, I don't know Nay nor whom. I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking on with you. Or you just flip to a random scripture. You just go to Matthew and just kind of hope you would say. Second Chronicles 16 and 9. Watch the verse. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Somebody say, he's looking at me. But not looking at you, look at me church, not to condemn you. Not to beat you up. Not to cast you down. Not to throw you down. Look at what he's looking at you for. He's looking for somebody to show himself strong. On behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Say, Lord, show yourself strong through me. 
but, but now watch the caveat. He says, but, but I can only do it for somebody whose heart is loyal to me. In other words, he said, after all the hell you've been through, you ought to know I'm the only one that won't leave you, won't forsake you. God says, you're loyal to a lot of other folk, but where's your loyalty to me? I'm not looking at you to beat you up or throw you down. I'm looking at you to show myself strong through you. Look at this. He says, in this you have done foolishly. Well, what is he talking about? He says, he says you, you, you had a loyalty issue. Therefore, from now on, you shall have war. Now, 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 look at me, church. Look at me, church. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. I want you to introduce tonight's message to somebody, which is really just charging you with everything we've learned over the last two months, and in introduce this to them and say, neighbor, all eyes on me. Try, try. Try, try the other one and say, I need you to know something. In this time of your life, all eyes are on you. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to us tonight with great clarity. Speak to us tonight with great power in the name of Jesus. We thank you that as we end this series, you're going to give us a great charge so that we can move forward knowing that every battle, every problem, it is already won. Tonight, I pray that you'd stir something up on the inside of us. Stir up the warrior. Stir up the gladiator. Stir up, Father, the fighter that's on the inside of us. Father, you are looking for somebody to show yourself strong through. And in the name of Jesus we say show yourself strong through us father if you're looking for somebody to bless let it be us if you're looking for somebody to do great things through let it be us if you're looking for somebody to change the city let it be us if you're looking for somebody to change the reason it ought to be us father if you're looking for somebody to do something great through it might as well be us and if you believe that give them a shout because of it it's in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Tonight we're finishing our series already won. Every battle, every problem already won. We just have to walk out what it is that Jesus already worked out on the cross. Now, I need you to understand this. The scripture says that he always leads us into triumph or he always leads us into victory. So when Jesus went on the cross, what looked like his worst moment was actually our best moment. Because when he was paying the price so that, we, uh, so that we could have life and life more abundantly, when he did that, he was setting us up so that whatever we would face 2,000 years later, we would have everything we need to be victorious. The book says in 2 uh, Corinthians 2.14, now thanks be to God. Any thankful people in the place? See, thankful, watch this. You don't wait until you see all of what you're believing God to happen uh, for that to manifest. You're thankful while it's on the way. See, you got to learn how to shout in the hallway while you're waiting on the door to open up. You got to learn how to shout while you're at the dealership waiting on them to run the numbers. You got to learn, touch your neighbor and say, learn how to be thankful. See, when you're thankful, God always likes to outdo his last move in your life. And I don't know about you, but I got a lot to be thankful for. I may not be where I want to be, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. You may not be living where you want to live, but thank God you got somewhere to live. You may not be driving what you want to drive, but thank God you got something to drive. Would you just tell I okay, wait, would you just holler one time if you're thankful for anything? 
when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, man, I got a lot to be thankful for. Other people went through what you went through and lost their mind, but you still in your right mind. Other people snapped, crackled, and popped, but you... Somebody say, I'm thankful. Verse says, now thanks be to God who always, come on verse, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Now, here's what I need you to get. He says he always leads us into triumph. So when Jesus was on the cross, he was prepaying for victory. Say he prepaid it. Which means anything you're facing, look, look at me, church. It did not catch God off guard. It may have caught you off guard, but it did not catch God off guard. Anything that came your way, God says, well, when I was hanging on that cross, I was prepaying for them to have the ability to navigate through it. He prepaid for your depression. He prepaid for your discouragement. He prepaid for your frustration. Somebody say it's already paid for. So when I say this to you that we just have to walk out what Jesus already worked out on the cross, it's prepaid for, but I still got to go pick it up. Say it's prepaid, but must be picked up. And those are the battles that we face every day. It's prepaid, but I've got to go through the process of picking up what's already been paid for. Have you ever ordered something, and when you ordered it, it was going to go to the store, ship to the store. You were going to pick it up in the store. Anybody ever done that? Got it? You prepaid for it, which meant technically it was already yours, but you still needed to go through the process of apprehending it. That's what the battles you and I face every day are. Jesus is already prepaid for it because the book says he always leads us in triumph, which teaches me a very interesting principle that even what you may call loss according to heaven, heaven says you didn't lose, you just learned. I learned not to do that again. I learned not to trust that type of person again. I learned not to live my life that way again because the book says he always leads us into triumph, which means as a Christian, it's win or learn. Did you get that? Now, you can prepay for something, and when you prepay for it, uh, it's technically yours, but you've got to go through the process. And so that process, those are the daily battles that we face. And over the last two months now, we've been going through a series of different battles, the battles of lost and found, the battle to pray, the battle to be unlocked where we were on Sunday. We've covered several different battles over the last two months. And so tonight, when I look at where we're at in this series, uh, we come to 2 Chronicles 16 and 9. Now, uh, before we get there, because this scripture's got a lot of power in in these short few words a battle remember is defined as a fight or a struggle to achieve or resist something and i think it's safe to say over these last two months you've been thoroughly equipped to handle the everyday battles we face I, I, would you agree with that over the last now if you've not been here the last two months you're like well what are you talking about well you gotta go get the series you gotta go books on cafe get auto message because you've been thoroughly equipped so tonight as we conclude this series i want to issue a charge to you and that charge is the title of the message all eyes on me now now lay your hands in your say all eyes are on me right now now, I don't want to say that to put pressure on you. I say that so that you understand now that you know better, heaven expects you to live better. Now that we know better, heaven expects us to do better. Now, say all eyes on me. Now, watch this scripture, 2 uh, Chronicles 16, 9, uh, 9. For the eyes of the Lord uh, run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Now, uh, I know the imagery you may get is like an eye monster. Like a monster with a bunch of eyes. 
Okay, that's not what this means, okay? It doesn't mean literally the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro on the earth. No, that word eyes in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament, here's what it means, the affliction of the Lord. Okay, so it's already about to preach. It's a, it's a, and I don't even think I'll get past the verse because I think the verse will preach and then we're just going to prophesy. I think is what we're going to do. It says, for the affliction of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the earth. That phrase runs to and fro throughout the, earth, throughout the earth. It means it's like a rowing boat. Check it out. It says, so the affliction of the Lord is like a rowing boat going throughout the earth. Looking for somebody to show himself strong on behalf of. Now, this is interesting because why would the scripture equate his eyes to affliction? But why would the scripture say that his eyes are affliction unless the way God sees who we really are is when we are in affliction? You're not really you when everything's great. You're the real you when you're dealing with some affliction. Watch this. You ever you ever had a friend and, and when the friend when the friend uh, was 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 you know doing real good there one way, and then when they were maybe not doing as good there another way, and, and, and here's what you might think: Oh, you changed. No, they just manifested. Got it. For the eyes of the Lord. In other words, God says, I see who you really are. I see what you really do. I see the real deal concerning you. I see all of that when you are in affliction, when you are in pain, when you are in a battle. Anybody dealing with some affliction right now? So God says, watch this. I, my eyes have been looking, but I look at you through your affliction. I don't look at you when everything's great. I don't look at you when everything's going the way you want for it to. I look at you in your affliction. So God says, my way to examine who you really are, what you're really about, what you really say is when you are afflicted. Which means we sing the song, it's only a test. God says, my affliction is going on the earth like a rowboat. In, in other words, meaning, 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 watch this. It's, it's a lot of labor. It's, it's a lot of process. It's a lot of seemingly repeating the same stuff over and over again. It's a lot of dealing with some of the same stuff over and over again. It, it's, a, it, it, it's a lot of labor. It's a lot of process. It's a lot of talking. Anybody can relate to what I'm talking about. You're like, okay, it seems like I'm rowing a boat. This ain't a motorboat. Have you ever looked at your life and like, God, it seems like everything is such a strain. Everything is such a struggle. Anybody ever said that? Watch this. You're right here in 2 Chronicles 16, 9. The affliction of the Lord is looking at how you row. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't really saying nothing. The affliction of the Lord, <laughs> watch this, it's like a rowboat. God says, I'm looking at how you row and how you're navigating through your challenges. Are you getting bitter? Or are you choosing to be banner? Are you being passive aggressive? Or are you choosing to progress? Are you, watch this, mad, frustrated, and angry? Or are you choosing to say, I don't have time to be stuck up in messed up emotions. I've got too much evolution I need to do. I don't have time to be stuck in my emotions. And the affliction of the Lord is looking at how you row. Touch your neighbor and say, how's your rowing? The 
affliction of the Lord is looking at how you row. Row, row, row your boat. What is it, life but a dream? Now, now, I need you to catch this. Say all eyes on me. When you find yourself in trouble, when you find yourself in situations, when you find yourself in battles, really what's happening is God is saying, I'm looking. And I'm checking how you're rowing. How are you dealing with this pressure? How are you dealing with these issues? How are you dealing with these battles? I already told you every battle, every problem, already won i already told you that i just want to see do you really think i prepaid for it or not because it's not like you're winning the battle because of how witty you are or how smart you are or how how, how much knowledge you have he's saying i just want to know because look at the text i want to show myself strong on behalf of somebody and notice the precursor not to somebody that's super wise not to somebody that's super smart somebody that's loyal to me oh and I dare you to have out your neighbor say, I'm loyal to it. I'm loyal. The fact that you're in church on a Wednesday night is an indication that you ain't the average, everyday, regular Christian. There's a loyalty in you that's been cultivated toward him. He says, I want to show myself strong on behalf of somebody. Now think about that. God says, I'm looking for somebody who can handle affliction and keep on rowing. Who can handle betrayal and keep on rowing. Who can have people walk out on them and keep on rowing. Who can have people talk about them and keep on rowing. Who can lose a car but keep on rowing. Who can lose a relationship but keep on rowing. Who can feel like you're about to lose your mind but keep on rowing. I'm looking for somebody that can keep on rowing in the midst of affliction. That's what that means. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong here's the next piece I, I probably won't even get any further than the verse I told you to be the shortest one so you can go eat to show himself strong on behalf of now you ever had your moments in life where you just felt like you know I'm strong now you ever had your moments where you felt like you know uh, come on, y'all trying to lie to me. Some of y'all did it this morning. Like, I'm strong now. I've been fasting for 45 minutes. What? <laughs> we all have our moments where we're like, I'm strong. Those are the moments where you wake up, you just alert. I'm strong. That's your strength. But the book says that he wants to show himself strong imagine what happens when God starts throwing his weight around on your behalf y'all not talking imagine what happens on your job when God throws his weight around imagine what happens in your family when God throws his weight around see you know how you feel when you're strong but imagine when the king of kings and the lord of lords when he's You ever, you ever, you ever, um, you ever, you ever knew somebody that worked somewhere where you needed something and so you got what they call 
Everybody likes. You'll get there. Be like, no, no, I'm not in this line. I'm not in this line. No, I know. No, I know. No, man, please stand over here. No, 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 no. Uh, no, we, no, 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 no. They come. No, they coming. Just relax. They coming. Everybody likes the hookup. Now, for those of you who don't know what the hookup is, the hookup is an urban colloquialism that means favor. <laughs> Y'all don't know what it's about. And favor means preferential treatment. It means, watch this, I know you did that that way for everybody else, but I got to hook up. Holler if you hear me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Just your neighbor say, I get to hook up. So can I preach the verse like I want to preach the verse? The book says, God says, I'm looking for somebody I can get a hookup to. I'm looking for somebody I can give favor to. But I can't give it to you if you can't keep rowing in the middle of affliction. That's why I came to tell somebody, don't you give up tonight. Don't you throw in the towel tonight. You better keep on rowing. I need you to high five somebody and say, keep on rowing. If you got to cry, keep on rolling. If you got to holler, keep on rolling. If you got to scream, keep on rolling. Watch. He says, I want to get somebody to hook up. I want to give somebody favor. Preferential treatment. See, God's love is free. Favor has a fee. God's love is free. Greatness has a fee. You ever met somebody real spiritual, but you looked at the fruit of their life, well, they were spiritual in their mind, and you looked at the fruit of their life, and you're like, well, where's some fruit? For all that he go by Mitsubishi you be doing, show me something. Okay, oh, thank you for the four people that are on. If you don't know nothing about like that, you're the person we know like that. Here it is. I don't think I'll get much past the verse. Here it is. Here it is. He, he says, I want to show myself strong on behalf of somebody. Now, in other words, he says, I love you. And I love you with an unconditional love. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be loyal to you. But for me to give somebody the hookup, for me to give somebody favor, I have a prerequisite. And the prerequisite is right here in the text on behalf of those whose heart is loyal. Now, heart in the scripture is normally the Hebrew word leb, L-E-B. That's the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it'd be the Greek word cardia, where we get our term cardiac. Doesn't actually mean the heart that beats, okay? So for everybody who says, well, look at me, church. You ever heard somebody do this and say, you know, I got it up here, I just didn't get it in here. That's not Bible. In the scripture, the heart is the mind. Okay, okay, this is nothing but an organ that pumps blood. There's no spiritual significance here. Jesus doesn't come in here. No, yeah, because everybody, oh, Jesus is going to come into your heart. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's just not doing, that's not what he does. That's nowhere in the book. Oh, he's just making me, oh, he's just the king of my heart. Really? I mean, come on. That's not what the Bible says. Okay, so in the scripture, heart, 99% of the time, in the Old Testament, it's the word leb, which means mind. New Testament, the word cardia, which means center of a man, which deals with mind, means mind. Now, look at the verse. He says, I want to show myself strong. 
strong. No, no, I don't think you understand. God says, I want to Zeus up on you. Like, like, you know, swole. You ever had a situation going on and you called a cousin or a brother or your daddy or your mama them and they showed up and they showed up. What's the problem? What, what's the problem? I gave them plenty of lunch money. What's the problem? God says, I need you to catch the point. I'm making it funny so that you get it. Because I've taught you over these last two months how to deal with every daily battle you're going to face. But I need you to understand what happens now. Now all eyes are on you. God says, I'm looking at how you handle your affliction. And I need to see if you're going to keep growing. Or you're going to stop growing. Because of your battles. Because you had one bad day at the office. Because you had one, one bad financial move. Because you had one person who didn't say hey back to you. Because you had one person who said hey too much to you. And now your whole thing is off. You feeling some type of way for two and three days now. Because of one conversation you never should have had. Because you knew you were talking to a snake in the first place. Well, I says, I says, I says, I got two minutes. I says. To show himself strong on behalf of those. God says, I want to show myself strong. Up to this point, God says, you've seen regular. You've seen regular. You've seen me protecting my name, God says. There are certain things the Bible says that God does that he does to protect his name. You, you've seen me get you out just in time. Old search used to say, he may not come when you want him. He'll be there right on time. You've seen that stuff. But God says, at the end of this series, my eyes are on you. Because I don't want to just do regular for you anymore. I don't want to just do average. I, I, don't, I don't just want to do what you've seen me do. I don't want you to have to beg and plead to get your rent paid. Beg and I, I'm, God says, I'm sick of that. God says, I'm looking for somebody I can show myself strong on behalf of. Say, that's incredible. Say, that's huge. Say, that's major. See, you sitting here trying to get a job at the company. God says, well, I was trying to give you the company. Yo. You know him. You're trying to go to the lot to get a car. God says, well, I was trying to find somebody I could get a lot too. God says, you got me too small. You're treating me like I'm a regular average man, but I am king of kings. I am Lord of lords. I'm looking for somebody. I can show myself strong through. But you ain't begging and pleading for bread. Well, you ain't crying to get peace no more. Well, you ain't worried about no demons' names to rebuke them because when you showed up in the room, you were a walking rebuke. I don't need to know the name of my enemy. My enemy knows my name. And when I show up on the scene, I'm looking for somebody, verse. I'm looking for somebody I can show myself strong on behalf of. God says, I want to do this for you. You want to do something real nice for somebody? 
And you watch this. You started thinking about it, planning it. And then they did something. I got one witness. Can I get two? Two. Can I get three? Three. Can I get four? Four. Can I get four? Five. 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 You had it all put together in your mind. I'm not going to get any further than this verse. And you're like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? And you've gotten on Amazon. You started picking up the phone, making calls, making connections, doing all that. And, and, And then they did something. And you said... Cancel shipment. Uh, hold up. Oh, no. You think you're going to play me like that? No. I see. I ain't the one because, see, I'm from, I'm from South Memphis. You don't even know me. I, I just, uh, you, you have that old, yeah, cancel. No reservation. Cancel. Cancel. I ain't, I ain't coming. Because the fact Watch this. You wanted to show yourself strong to them. But their disloyalty to you made you change your entire plan. Anybody ever had that happen? So watch the verse, church. I'm not going to get any further than it. I knew knew this was going to happen. I ain't going to get no further than that. For the eyes of the Lord, the affliction of God runs to and fro throughout the earth, rowing. Say, keep rowing. To show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God says, I don't care that you made a mistake. I don't care that you failed. God says, I just need to stop seeing you stay down when you fall down. I says, whose heart is loyal. So how do you test loyalty with an opportunity to betray? You can't test loyalty without an opportunity to betray. You can't say so-and-so's loyalty to me when they've never had an opportunity to betray you. Just like you can't say you've conquered something until you've been confronted with that thing that you say you've conquered. A lot of times it's not that we've necessarily conquered things in life. It's just not we've not been recently confronted with them. So it's out of sight. It's out of mind. So as far as we're concerned, we're good until it's brought up in our face. And when it's brought up in our face, we're like, okay, clearly haven't forgiven you. Clearly. Clearly haven't forgiven you. Working on it. (laughs) Working on it. So he says, whose heart is loyal. The only way to test loyalty is with an opportunity to be disloyal. And let's be honest. I ain't going to be able to get any further than this verse. When you're in affliction, isn't that when all the opportunities to be disloyal show up? Have you ever noticed when you're in a battle, that's when all the people you kicked out of your life all of a sudden come creeping in the DM in the young man. They call you. You don't even know how they got the new number. They show up to your house. You don't even know. You were like, oh my God, this is like four houses later. <laughs> the stuff you said you weren't going to look at anymore when you're in a battle, you're like, well. And I'm not beating you up. I'm just telling you, here's how it works. It's an opportunity to be disloyal. God says, are you going to row? Who are you going to be loyal to? See, God doesn't have an issue with the fact that you have human moments. That's what he died for. He doesn't have an issue with the fact that you make mistakes. That's what he died for. Touching him and say, get over that. 
you're the only one still remembering how you messed up last Thursday. God says, when you ask me for forgiveness, that thing was gone. That thing was done. You're the only one still sitting up, bringing that back up. When you confessed it to him, he said, I cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. I'm not holding your past against you. I'm not throwing your mistakes in your face. But I do need to know you're going to be loyal. Which means even if you do venture off, make some mistakes, I need to know that you're going to be loyal to me. To be faithful to me. It's five T's that I teach you, and I teach you all the time because these are the real basics of Christianity. Will you still be faithful in your time? That's church attendance. Or will you say, God, you know what? I'm just sick of this battle. I'm going to take some church off. Now, here's what's the trip. Say, that's disloyalty. Bishop, why is it disloyalty? Because you wouldn't do that to your job. And then watch this for people who say, well, I was hurt in church. Well, you know what? You were hurt on your job, but you still went to work. You were hurt in a car accident and you're still driving. The church didn't hurt you. People do what people do. Ain't the church. How did, a, how did an institution hurt you? Got it? Your time, then your talent. God says, I want to see if you're going to use your talent to serve. And use your life to change the lives of somebody else. Well, Bishop, I don't have it all together. See, that's not what he's waiting on. He's not waiting on you to have it all together before you use your life to change lives. He says, come to me just as you are, and then I'll use you right where you are to change somebody else's life. Everybody in that book that he used had tons of issues. Quite frankly, far less issues than you and I do. Now, I'm not saying that arrogantly or pretentiously. I'm just saying all their issues were on blast. Some of ours... You know, like Samson, this mighty man, God puts all of his business in the street. He couldn't pick women good. He didn't know how to do this. He didn't know how to do this. He didn't know how to do this. God covers you. Anybody thankful that he's been covering you? Let me just talk about myself. Anybody thankful that he covers you? Yeah. He didn't expose your mess. He didn't expose your foolishness. He didn't put you out there. He says, my blood covers you. Somebody say, thank God for the blood time that's church attendance talent that's serving in church say this is loyalty this is how he defines loyalty it means making what's important to him important to you even when it's convenient not to this is loyalty making what's important to him important to you even when it's convenient not to he said whose heart is loyal to him so loyal in time loyal in talent loyal in next would be testimony that means inviting people to church. You do that through your testimony. Got it? It's easy not to want to help anybody else when you're just trying to get help yourself. It's easy not to be concerned about anybody else's life when you're consumed with what's going on in your life. It is, right? I mean, somebody call you like, you know, can you help me with this? Look, can you help me with this? Look, I... <laughs> Any witness? You're like, I, you know, people calling you for prayer. Like, look, this is harvestchurch.church. There you go get some prayer, I, 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 pray for you. I need somebody to pray for me right now. <laughs> Time, church attendance. What's the second one? Talent, serving in church. And the way to do that is it harvests you. I encourage you to take your next steps to do that. Don't wait until your life. You don't wait until everything's together in your life before you start serving. Because you're waiting for a day that's never going to happen. Instead, you start serving and watch God radically begin to transform your life. You'll become a better Christian, a better mother, a better father, a better brother, a better sister. Whatever you are, you'll become better when you begin to serve. Because the scripture says in Psalm 92, 13, that those who are planted in the house, that they will flourish. Which means when you commit to serving, that's when you'll begin to flourish. Here's the third T. 
Third T was your what? Testimony. Inviting people to church. How many people do you walk by past every day that they need a key? We learned this on Sunday. Man of God's the key to unlock you. Luke 17, 21, the key's in you. Kingdom's in you. Got it? And then you have to be unlocked. You have to be unlocked. How many people do you walk past? But you ever seen folks with janitor keys? And if you do, I'm not making funny. I'm just saying, you know, janitor keys. Okay, you know, just like, you know, you could hear them coming. They got like 400 keys. They got a key to the future, a key, a key to Pluto, a key to the next dimension. They got a key. They can open up every door. You, you, you can go to somebody else's house. Oh, wait a minute. I think I got a key. They got a key. <laughs> put them up. Put them up. You know, like janitor keys, you know. <laughs> Every kind of key. They got keys. They got keys from the Titanic. <laughs> they got grandma them keys when they used to live back in the... <laughs> now, now, watch this. How many people do you walk past every day that they need the same key you're getting, but you don't even think to invite them because you're consumed with your battle? All eyes on me. Heaven's like, really? You gonna walk past that person? I even made them make eye contact with you in Denver, and people in Denver don't even make eye contact. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. In the South, we walk past anybody, everybody. Hey, how you doing? And you have a full-blown conversation in a grocery store. And somebody be like, who is that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what, what, what the issue is. I, I don't know what's happening, right? Now, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. How many people that a simple invite can be used to change their life? But we don't do it because we're consumed with our affliction, consumed with our battles. God says, this is what loyalty is to me. It's not just because you say, Lord, I love you. It's not just because you say, Lord, I need you. Everybody needs you when they need you. God says, I'm looking for some folk that's with me when they don't need me. And somebody holler, I'm that person. Say, Lord, show yourself strong through me. Your time, your talent, your testimony. Next would be your treasure. Your tithes, offerings, first fruits, you're given. It's easy when you're going through a battle to say, God, I'll get you real soon. I got some things going on right now. And uh, I'm good, Lord, I got you. Just, just let me just get through this little patch right here. Then I got you. And God says, God says, if you trust me first and put me first, you'd stop coming up last. If you wouldn't let me come up short, God says, you wouldn't come up short. I'm just looking for somebody that's loyal. Somebody say loyal. Time, the second one, talent, what's the third one, testimony, fourth one, treasure, fifth one, thirst, and this is where I'll close it because I'm out of time. I only got the one verse, but did you get it? All right, all right. If this is your first time, come back on Sunday, I'll preach. <laughs> I just have to get through this one verse tonight. Um, your thirst, that's your prayer, praise, and worship. When you're in a battle, let's be honest, sometimes we don't want to pray. And praise and worship. (laughs) 
God, dog, how many more songs they going to sing? And God is like, where's your thirst at? You let a little heavy rowing ruin your thirst? You let a little controversy ruin your thirst? You let a little somebody on social media ruin your thirst? You let a problem with your baby daddy, your baby mama, with your cousin, your niece, your nephew, your uncle. You let a problem with them rob you of your thirst for me? I didn't do nothing to you. So why, why is there disloyalty, God says, to me? I just want to love you. And I'm looking for somebody to show myself strong through. But I can't do it when you're disloyal. And, dislo and loyalty doesn't mean perfection. It just means when I make a mistake, get right back on point. Well, Bishop, I just keep making them. We'll keep getting right back on point then. You ever set a goal? You ever set a goal? And uh, you set that goal like, you know, 40 times to amend it, to fit. So he's like, okay, I ain't going to eat after 6. Okay, I ain't going to eat after 6.30. Uh, make it 7. You know what? I had a really rough day today. <laughs> Make it 730. Uh, let's just go with a clean nine. You know what? What's most important is that I eat clean after. So, and then it keeps, the goal keeps evolving. It's, it's like, okay, but you know, the real, the important thing is that I just have a lot of water when I do eat. And you keep changing it. Keep modifying it. Um, God says, I'm looking for somebody that even when they veer off, even when they make mistakes, and guess what, church? That's all of us. That they just get right back on, just get right back on point. Right back with time. Right back with talent. Right back with testimony. Right back with treasure. Right back with thirst. I'm just looking for people like that. And when I find some folk like that, I will show myself strong through so that everybody will look at them and say, what's going on in their life? God says, I'm showing myself strong to them. So as we end this series, here's how we're going to end it. We're going to end it with thirst. Somebody said we're going to end it with thirst. Over the last two months, I've given you tools. I've equipped you with tools. We've learned together. We've grown together. Anybody learned over this series? Anybody grown over this series? Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. 
They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.